Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. What's going on, guys? Before we get into today's podcast episode, I wanted to give you a quick update on the Ready Eddy membership program. To this point, we've grown to have thousands of products from up-and-coming startups and small businesses in the outdoor travel and lifestyle space on the platform. You can save up to 50% off all of these products, anything from skis to jackets to food bars to supplements. Anything you could think of to support your outdoor activities is on the platform from small up-and-coming brands. It's a great opportunity to support small businesses while also discovering brands that you've never heard of. You can show off the new gear to your friends and also save a ton while doing it. If you're interested in checking it out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members to get your first month free. This podcast episode is brought to you by 14th Star Brewing Co. 14th Star is a veteran-owned Vermont craft brewery on a mission to brew world-class beer while enriching their community. We are partnering with 14th Star while we spend February and March in Vermont highlighting local makers. Not only does 14th Star make great beer, like their maple oatmeal stout, yes I said maple, but they also have a very strong mission to give back to their community and support fellow veterans. 14th Star believes that every person and business has an obligation to give back to try and make the world a better place. If you're in the Northeast, definitely keep an eye out for 14th Star Brewing Co. What is going on, Red Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I am sitting down with Ted King, one of the co-founders of Untapped. Ted, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me. Yeah, thanks very much, Josh. All right, so for the listener who is not aware of Untapped, how would you best describe it to them? Um, I say with a great deal of accuracy that we are a maple syrup based sports nutrition company. Um, so we have a huge, we have a, a wide and growing variety of products and maple syrup is at the base of all of them. How'd you get into this? What made you decide to start an energy company with the basis of around maple syrup? So our founders, myself included, have a cool a cool history. Um, I raced my bike professionally for 10 years, so name a bike race and I've probably done it. Um, so from Tour de France to Paris-Roubaix to Giro d'Italia and World Championships, I've raced all those races. Um, living in Europe and, and calling Europe a home base, it was not the easiest thing to, to get access to maple syrup, but as the only New Englander on the world tour, um, it was really cool. This is sort of at the birth and advent of, of modern social media. As a New Englander, people knew me as a person who loved maple syrup. So I would literally step off the team bus before a bike race and people would hand me quarts, pints, and even half gallons of maple syrup before a race. Um, which, you know, I never really would go back to my backpack and my suitcase and go back home to Spain with me, um, where I lived at the time. And effectively, after what I say, taking 10,000 too many traditional gels um, and sort of choking them down more and more over that time, I realized that there had to be some sort of better, natural, more delicious uh, alternative to, to the traditional energy conundrum. Because you need fast-acting energy. You want it to taste good. You want it to you know, be easy to, to ingest and digest. Um, so I would 
I would come back to to farmers markets in the off season and ask farmers to put maple syrup in these individual hundred ounce packets. And no one really understood what I was talking about. So it was about <laughs> two years in the making before um, I pitched the idea to a friend of mine. And I was sort of tired of the idea at the time because no one seemed to be taken to it. And this was now with a co-founder, Andrew Gardner, who said, hey, you need to talk to the, the Cochrans. And the Cochrans are this family ski dynasty in uh, Richmond, Vermont. And they had recently started a maple syrup operation on their family ski hill. Um, so they have, you know, Olympic gold and, and world championship titles and world cup titles, um, in their family history. And, and so basically as athletes, they also understood the idea. And that is, that is the long winded founding story of untapped. I love it. So why is maple syrup so good as an energy source? So in one delicious nutritious ingredient maple syrup you get amino acids electrolytes antioxidants it's low glycemic which is uh it's very valuable in an energy source because you don't get an energy high uh followed by like a subsequent crash um it is composed of sucrose which breaks down in your body as glucose and fructose so you're basically getting this your body utilizes it as a double pathway of energy um, it's, I, I sort of, I get a lot of crap about this one. It's, it's water soluble. So it's really easy on your stomach. Um, I say get crap because people are like, well, who cares? But when you take, if you're doing a long endurance event, you often take these energy gels and after, you know, three, four, five of them, you start to get this really painful feeling in your stomach, um, which is often referred to as gut rot, which sounds terrible and it feels even worse. And you don't ever get those symptoms or, or painful gastro issues with maple syrup. So all of these benefits in one delicious ingredient, as opposed to the industry standard is taking a pretty inferior sugar, like brown rice syrup or maltodextrin or, or, or in sometimes even corn syrup. And then you adulterate it, you flavor it, you color it, and you supplement it to try to bring it up to this higher status. And so all of the supplementation that you're doing, these crappy sugars, you're just trying to basically mimic maple syrup in one ingredient. So I mean, the product, once you've done a little bit of due diligence and and seen the nutrition facts, the product speaks for itself. That's really interesting. Now, I I always just assumed that the higher the sugar content, the worse it was for you. (laughs) And I'm like realizing and doing research on this that that's not necessarily true. Could you explain why um, it's not a bad thing, especially since it's natural? Uh Uh-huh. So... You know, to this question, I often say that not all sugars are created the same. Not all carbohydrates are created the same. Um, It's those inherent nutrients in maple syrup that really elevates it above, you know, inert white table sugar or brown syrup, uh, sorry, brown sugar or or molasses or honey. Um, So, you know, the purpose of our product is it's it's on the go energy. So whether you're an athlete, whether you're an endurance athlete, whether you're camping or skiing or hiking or you know trying to fuel your kid at soccer practice um we're we're doing a lot more work with professional teams um professional sports teams we've been seen in the you know a couple nhl and nfl locker rooms um at the at these higher level higher intensity events you you need sugar you need carbohydrate because that is your primary fuel source 
Um, and so basically, you know, you want a really fast acting, uh, high octane fuel. And that's, that is maple syrup. Okay, so you, you launched this after, um, you know, spending some time sort of like realizing like, hey, all the products on the market kind of suck for <laughs> the biking that you're doing, right? That's kind of like the short <laughs> version. Yeah. You launched yep. it in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get it out there? How did you build the brand, at least in the initial phase? Yeah, great question. Um so 2013, we took to the biggest platform that we could think of, um, and that was the 2013 Tour de France, in which I was racing my my first go at the Tour de France. I raced the Tour twice. Um, and so we went to crowdfunding. I mean, basically, myself and my, my three partners, we knew that maple syrup worked. We knew that it's this delicious, nutritious uh, alternative to the industry standard sports gels. However, we wanted to see if people would put their money where their mouth is, and we'd had a lot of, you know, echoing support online, but, you know, we wanted to see if, if this truly was viable. So we needed, we needed $35,000 for the initial launch. Um, thankfully, we had the backing and of, of the folks out there in the real world and through the, the power of social media. So we smashed through our goal. We hit uh, north of $50,000 and went on the run ever since in launching that crowdfunding campaign what did you do to build exposure and really get it out there so that you could have such a successful campaign yeah that is another great question it's not as easy as just saying hey we're we're on indiegogo please give us some dollars um you know it took a given that we have this this quartet of co-founders, we have a really nice brain trust among each other. It's a good checks and balances system. We're always throwing ideas at each other. So, you know, we created, um, a good set of tiers of, of what people would, would be purchasing in at, um, at various support levels. We created, um, a, a short video series, not video series, a short video that basically explained in my verbose detail from just a few seconds ago, the benefits of maple syrup and how it is this clean, viable, um, not necessarily your, your first inkling, your first thought in terms of energy, but you know, it's more maple syrup is more than just something to put on your pancakes on Saturday. Right. Uh, right. So, you know, we, we each had our, um, strengths. We each continue to have our strengths. So I, I had the platform of being a professional cyclist. And so a lot of folks knew me. Um, and I, I therefore, you know, transferred that to a lot of the sports marketing that we do. Um, Andrew Gardner, who is the partner who introduced me to the Cochran's, he had at that point a growing PR firm. So he had the ability to get us out into a lot of, uh, news outlets at the time. And the Cochran's, um, who are actually Doug and Roger Brown, they, you know, they had a, full-fledged maple syrup operation at the time so they could produce the highest quality product out there um so it's a a bit of divide and conquer among the partners and it it has continued to work since then so that kind of leads into my next question of uh manufacturing a food-based product right like how like clearly some of your partners have experience with that but was there any sort of trials and tribulations that you kind of ran into in trying to like mass produce um you know, the energy products? Um, 
not really. I mean, there there's inevitably a couple hiccups, but but my initial hiccup on a personal level was trying to put the maple syrup in the packets. And I'm like, you know, I'm racing my bike. I'm living in Europe. I don't have the bandwidth to do it. It was the partnership with Doug and Roger that they have a wealth of experience of this exact thing. And so their, their operation here in Vermont is, uh, it's about 22, 23,000 taps. And that produces, uh, I want to say about 12, to 15,000 gallons of maple syrup every year, or that's what they're, that's what they're producing. So, you know, each individual packet, which is only one of a variety of products we have, each packet is 0.96 ounces. Um, so clearly we have the volume to produce one heck of a lot of packets. Um, but you know, there are a few, a few, uh, roadblocks that, that prevent just anybody from doing it. Um, there's a little bit of chemistry that goes into it, which is not to say we're adulterating the product at all. It's hundred percent USDA Vermont maple syrup in the product. Um, just some wherewithal in terms of temperature and, and, you know, the packaging process. And it's, uh, it's helpful to have a very intelligent team around us. Hey everyone, just a quick thank you to our sponsor who helps make the Ready 80 podcast possible, Sideline Swap. Being an outdoorsy person usually means that you buy and accrue a silly amount of gear to support your activities. As time goes by and you get new gear, why not sell your old gear to help cover the cost of that new gear? This is where Sideline Swap comes in. You can post your skis, snowboard, or any outerwear in a couple minutes and make back some of the money that you spent on that gear. Not to mention, if you're trying to get a loved one or friend into skiing or riding, which we all know is expensive, you can find awesome gear on sidelineswap.com for a great deal. Some products are even up to 70% off. For more info, you can head over to sidelineswap.com. Of course. Okay, so from the launch in 2013 to now in 2019, what has the growth been like? Uh, it's been a successful linear growth. We're we're in about uh, 700 stores coast to coast. Um, you know, we have a we use our initial audience, so to speak. So, you know, I have my connection to the cycling world. Um, Doug and Roger have a connection to the alpine ski world. Andrew was a former D1 Nordic ski coach. So those are the avenues we really tried to go down. Um, conveniently, or coincidentally, or something, my wife is the former, um, she was high up at sales at both uh, Goo and Power Bar. So she she is a good uh, uh, person on which to echo a lot of ideas about how to continue our growth. Um, we're doing a big push into the, the running world. Um, you know, runners and triathletes certainly use a heck of a lot of sports nutrition. So that has been a recent move on our part. Um, yeah, we're doing, we're cruising. We're, we're having a blast. Um, all the partners are located here in Vermont. And to, I recently moved back a handful of months ago. So to move back to Vermont and be in the business of selling maple syrup is something of a dream come true. That's really awesome. So over the course of the years, what's been the hardest part about starting and, and building Untapped? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I, 
I think it's uh, it's the education that goes along with it. It's it's the education in, in promoting sales. I mean, I think people, athletes are accustomed to the traditional energy gels. And, you know, it's 100 calories of, of something that tastes like whatever, quote, unquote, natural flavor they've added to it. So whether it's salted caramel or berry blast or banana blitz or vanilla bean, it's all these goofy flavors that aren't actually from anything. Um, right. It might be called natural flavors, but it's they're often a very, very bastardized version of it. Um, so it's truly having this conversation. It's, it's educating a consumer to be, to be well-informed on the stuff that they're consuming. Um, you know, instead of blindly choking down an energy gel, it's, it's, it should be something that you enjoy. Um, I mean, there's a funny story. My, my former teammate, Ben King, who has no relation. Um, he's just a friend, former teammate. You know, he won two stages of the Vuelta last year. He's he's one of America's best cyclists. Um, when we first launched the product, I would give him and a handful of other teammates this product, Untapped, which was funny because you know we were sponsored by another company at the time. <laughs> and he would describe putting Untapped in his dessert jersey pocket. And so, in your cycling jersey, you have three pockets, and and um, you have your food back there and your race radio, so you know what's going on. But you often just reach back. Uh, without giving it a second thought, you're going to grab a, a pouch full of energy and choke it down. He would take the from his dessert pocket a packet of Untapped, and after you get over a you know, noteworthy climb in the race, or when you're really like coming down to the home stretch and you want to reward yourself, he would reach for Untapped. So it's nice that people are appreciating that it's not just another energy pack. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than busting your your butt, you know what I mean, in a race, and then be like, "All right, I can't wait to eat this gel," you know, like it, you got to enjoy it. The the, totally. the taste of it is like something to look forward to. Uh huh. Couldn't agree more. So, what are what are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made up to this point with Untapped? Oh man, um, that is a great question. Uh I mean, again, with the checks and balances, it's we we make business decisions uh, conservatively. We have never taken any outside funding, um, so you know we're the sole owners of the company, and that you know allows us certain liberties that we're not trying to reach certain goals uh, hastily and and you know purely to to meet shareholders' needs. Um, what mistakes have we made? I don't know. I mean, at certain times we're like, yeah, let's let's you know blast blast out a bunch more flavors and and products, but we realize that there's a certain pace um, of production that we have to keep with our ethos of not you know we're never going to adulterate the product. We're never going to try to create something that we haven't stood by from the beginning. Um, so I'm certainly not trying to dodge the the, the question. I just outside of ordering too many of a particular soft good <laughs> that we sit, you know, we <laughs> shirts in inventory at a particular time. Honestly, I think we've made really, really good decisions. That's really awesome. It helps when you have a, a large team that covers sort of all the different facets of the business, right? Where I feel like a lot of founders are kind of lacking in certain areas and that's where they make those mistakes, at least initially until they figure that out. Totally. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So from a consumer standpoint, what is 
um, the biggest sort of concern or reservation in trying untapped from a consumer side that you've seen? Um, we notice, so maple syrup comes at a premium. It's the same reason if you go to the grocery store and you, and you go to the, the pancake aisle, you'll see, you know, maple syrup, which you turn over. People often ask me, what's your favorite maple syrup? And, and I say, well, go to the grocery store and turn over the one that says one ingredient, maple syrup. Now, okay, truly slopeside syrup and untapped syrup are my two favorite syrups, uh, which are one and the same produced here in Vermont. However, my comparison is that to the maple flavored table syrup, which is, it is corn syrup. It's high fructose corn syrup. It's flavored. It's, it's, it's all these terrible things that is caustic and really not good for you. And that's also the reason that it costs, you know, three ninety nine compared to maple syrups, ten ninety nine or whatever the, the price difference is. And certainly our price point is not that exponential i mean we're we're sometimes 10 mm, percent more than the industry standard or 20 percent more but we're talking about you know our retail product a packet of maple syrup is a dollar 99 as opposed to a buck 50 a buck 75 a buck and a quarter um sort of that industry standard which is the maltodextrin brown rice syrup so you know the reservation is uh certainly cost related and we understand that when when we do any sort of expo or taste test, people are just sort of floored with how good maple syrup is. They'll say, oh, man, you know, is it is it too sweet? Is it too this, that, or the other? And as soon as they try it, they're like, oh, wow, I've never had maple syrup before. This is actually <laughs> – It's all smiles. <laughs> so, again, the product speaks for itself conveniently. What advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a company, whether it was in the food industry or the outdoor space or just a business in general? Um, I mean, it's, it's slightly twofold. I would, I would highly suggest having partners. Um, and you know, that's again, for that checks and balances, it's for that, that little brain trust that you can shoot ideas amongst each other. Um, and certainly it's not always the case that you're going to have, uh, partners to, 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 that have the experience in just the right fields. So, you know, outside of that, definitely have some trusted confidants. Um, you know, it's not as easy as running the show. I shouldn't say that. I was going to say it's not as easy as running the show by yourself, which is the case where, you know, you can basically be a dictator of your own company, but then you can you can sink the ship and just as easily. So that is the, the double-edged sword. I mean, it's I can't speak highly enough about having partners. Right. And people who are experts in the areas that you're not is so, so valuable. Totally. Absolutely. Where do you see Untapped in the next year, five years, 10 years down the road? Um, we are, as I said earlier, we're making a big push into running this year. Um, there's no shortage of sports to continue to get into. Um, so the endurance sports world interests us, and that's sort of the easy next step. Um, as we speak, we're also putting a big push into grocery. So, you know, yeah, we'd love to be in every grocery store aisle. We want to We want to feed... <laughs> literally the kids of America. I mean, there was a time when putting peanut butter, almond butter into individual packets was a foreign idea. And, you know, now it's, it's sort of an industry lunchbox standard. Um, I mean, again, to backtrack to the last question real quick, it's also nice 
it's nice to have mentors in the field. So, you know, Justin of Justin nut butter fame, he's a good friend and he's, he's the first person to put nut butter in a packet. And it's just, it's helpful to have that kind of sounding board. Um, but heck yeah, we want to be Justin's. We want to, we want to have our packet in every grocery store or pharmacy. You know, you go to Walgreens and you can basically get anything you want, including groceries. So why the heck not be there? Uh, True. Justin's uh, maple almond butter is one of my favorites. <laughs> and they just launched a maple cashew butter. That stuff's outstanding. What? I have not tried that. I have to try that. Yeah. <laughs> or just make your own. Take a handful of cashews and take an untapped packet. That'd be my recommendation. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I might have to take you up on that. Yeah. So what's the best part about running untapped? I mean, I joked about it earlier. It's fun to be back in Vermont and, and people ask what you do and you say you run a maple syrup company. Um, it is a total stars aligning um, in terms of, yeah, I feel very fortunate to end a professional cycling career and segue it into a, into a arena that I know well, um, into something that I'm passionate about, which is maple syrup, which is the endurance sports world. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's fun that it continues to allow me to travel. It's, I do a lot of, I continue to race a bike at the, in the gravel scene. Gravel cycling is a big thing growing in America. And so I do races like dirty Kansas and, uh, Vermont Overland. I'm doing races all over the country and actually all over the world. Um, and that's cool that that allows me the opportunity to, to go out and preach the good word of maple syrup too, and tell people why untapped is, is as good as it is. Yeah. And you get to go on a pretty uh, sweet bike rides like the one you've got coming up. Oh yeah. No shortage of them. Um, yeah, we got <laughs> this crazy Canadian adventure where we're going to have a lot of maple syrup because, Oh, another, Another good bullet point, maple syrup does not freeze. So for you cold weather athletes out there, I would not encourage you to take a traditional energy gel at the risk of losing a tooth, whereas maple syrup has basically the same viscosity, whether it's freezing cold or piping hot. That's really good advice because <laughs> skiing in some pretty cold weather, I've definitely eaten, whether it's energy bars or gels, and I'm like, I can't eat this. <laughs> you like literally pull a tooth out. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to break a, break a tooth. <laughs> and of course, yeah. people be like, what'd you do skiing? I'm like, well, it was the gel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dangerous chairlift accident. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and we've got, you know, I, I've been preaching the good word of, of uh, pure maple syrup the whole time, and that's our original untapped packet. Um, we have Dutch style stroop waffles. And so that, you know, I think a lot of you can picture that it's the kind of treat that United airlines would, would hand out for a while. If you've been to Europe, it's basically the European Oreo. They're pretty um, awesome. <laughs> freaking delicious. And, but every time I'm over in Europe and raise my bike over there, you know, you, you take a bite of one and they're sort of sweet and spicy, but they're a waffle. And there's no maple syrup in them. And I thought to myself for the longest time, man, why has nobody ever made this with maple syrup? So we are proud to be the only Stroopwafel company out there that has a pure maple syrup Stroopwafel. And so we sweeten with only maple syrup and only maple sugar, as opposed to even other companies that have a maple waffle, they have maple flavor, which is just an effrontery to anybody who has a taste for maple syrup. 
Very, very, very true. Well, I, I appreciate you, Ted, coming on the podcast and sharing uh, your story and everything you have going on with Untapped and the value of maple syrup, is spe- specifically with um, in regards to energy for endur- endurance um, sports, really just being active in general. Um, and if anyone's listening to this podcast in the month of February, you can actually enter to win some product from Untapped. And with that, Ted, thanks again for coming on the show and sharing your story. Josh, I greatly appreciate it. My business card does read CMSP, the chief maple syrup proselytizer. So if anybody thinks I'm long-winded in maple syrup, it's uh, it's because it is my job. <laughs> well, it sounds like you found your calling. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.